This podcast discusses naughty experiences, uses naughty language, and all the naughty things your parents won't want to hear about. It is different than other Valentine's Days because I've never been married before on Valentine's Day, so... That's- this is our first. Yeah, this. Yeah. The heartbreak, at least for me, was gray. Self-love is talking to yourself kindly, the way you would talk to a friend. That you will find love when you least expect it, or when you're not looking for it. Fear of, I'd say, it, it makes you want to be a better person. No, I want to hang out, but then sometimes I want to be alone, and I feel like understanding and respecting that element of quality time is a big part of it. We need to encourage people to find love within themselves. We started spending a lot of time together and we realized that there was something more than friendship. And And I was like, oh my God, he knows who I am. And obviously that was very validating. Hello, my lovely listener. I hope that this episode finds you well, whether you choose to listen to it on or after Valentine's Day. Now, regardless of whether you choose to celebrate this day or not, I know it's an incredibly complicated day for so many, myself included, but as a podcast that primarily discusses the subject, I could not pass up on the opportunity to do an episode all about love. I have selected a handful of people from different corners of my life and asked them all to answer the same set of questions that you will be listening to. We have everyone from a newlywed couple to people experiencing heartbreak for the first time, So whatever your personal relationship is to love, I hope you can find something you relate to through these answers. Before I let my guests take over, I just wanted to share a very bittersweet love story that I experienced this afternoon, the day before Valentine's Day, because of course, leave it to me to edit this beast of an episode the day before it's supposed to be released. (laughs) I was paying for parking on a street in LA when this elderly man who must have been mid 80s or so walked past me. And then he sort of did a double take and came back round to me and asked me, said, I'm so sorry to bother you, but I was wondering what perfume you're wearing. And I told him the name of it, and he said that it reminded him of the one that his late wife used to wear. She had passed away over six years ago, and he hadn't been able to find the same fragrance since. So I wrote down the name of it for him, and he said he was about to go shopping so that he could spray it around the house as a Valentine's Day gift for her. And in that moment, that man showed me that certain loves will outlive just about anything. So with that sentiment in mind, I'm so excited to introduce you to the 2023 Valentine's Day episode of Talk Dirty To Me. Enjoy. Hey, Emily, what does self-love look like to you? I think self-love can really look like a lot of different things, but mainly you have to your your brain hears what you say to yourself and like how you speak to yourself whether it's out loud or internally but that that messaging needs to be positive and encouraging and show yourself respect and you know talk well about yourself because your body reacts to that and if you're always you know judging yourself or tearing yourself down when you look in the mirror your demeanor and your the way you feel is going to be affected by that so I think that's part of self-love is talking to yourself kindly the way you would talk to a friend Um, and also standing up for yourself like not but betraying yourself to either like people please or to do something that you don't really want to do but a friend wants to do or your partner wants to do so standing up for yourself um, and staying true to what you believe in and what you need or don't need in a moment what describe what loving somebody feels like I think I mean there's so many different things but I think the biggest thing for me especially in like a partner is when it feels like home like you just feel comfort you feel safe you around them um they bring that energy into you and if you you know you look up to them you admire them you respect them they respect you I think loving someone just like gives you that sense of like security and that's what makes it so special like you could describe heartbreak as a color what would it be I would say gray because at least when I was going through my breakup everything just felt like so heavy and so difficult and so sad and you know I think you can hear different people describe it as like blue because you're sad or like you know, Taylor Swift song red, (laughs) 
but to me it's just like it's just like everything in life after when you're going through heartbreak feels sad and like dreary and dark and so i think heartbreak at least for me was gray and last um i definitely don't think love is overrated i think love is kind of the driving force behind our entire life i mean you know you work for success you want to be financially secure you want to reach a certain career goal but you know if you don't if you do all of that and you don't have people surrounding you that you care about and that bring joy into your life and that you love you know what's the point what what where's the joy in that you have no one to share it with and that's so like cliche but i really think it's true because if you're going through something difficult or you're really happy or you just like you want to go out and have fun you know whatever it is there's always people that you love that you want to go do those things with and so i just feel like love is the best and it even though it can be so painful when it's you know romantic or even not it's because you care and so love is love is great not overrated hello allo my name is robert when have you found love without looking for it i'd say it sneaks up on you i i think that's is it, uh, there's no real way to to describe that it finds you yeah um have you ever been in love if so describe the moment when you knew that's what it was i think well yes uh, uh, i'd say solidly two times um and the moment i knew i knew what it was i'd say it was just this feeling of um something reminded me of that person or those people and it was almost like this other layer of consciousness like unlocked it was like oh wait i'm like i'm living like there there's more there's more emotions here like there were there were synapses like firing in my brain like it was it was a uh, and it, it it wasn't something that i was like thinking about um intentionally it just kind of happened do you think love is overrated uh yes um <laughs> or at least our perception of it um i'd say like you know when 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 you read in books or see in movies and TV it's that's such a small percentage of what i think love is and so in that sense i'd say it's overrated because it, we only see such a, the the parts that we see depicted are overrated describe what loving somebody feels like i'd say it it makes you want to be a better person or want to to cut her flaws because it's it's like i want to i don't know about i can't speak for other people but i know for me like it's like i want to show up as my best self that's what loving someone is feel like feels like is wanting to present your best self what song do you think best describes love wow that's a great question um song okay i'm gonna say i'm gonna give two i'll say at last by etta james because i think that song's a masterpiece and it really does capture that that feeling, um, at least that initial feeling uh, of love very well. Um, and then, okay, even though the song is technically about religion, I would go so far to say that love is sort of a religion. So I would say My Sweet Lord by George Harrison. Uh, just something about that song is hypnotizing. I mean, yeah, the Adi Krishna and chant and yeah, just everything about it. It's like my sweet lord i really want to i really want to see you really want to hold you on really want to be with like it's, it's yeah yeah i'd say those two what does self-love look like to you okay but well, besides like all the the popular suggestions i'd say you know like yoga and water drinking water and and exercising and meditating and blah 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 all that stuff's great i do all that stuff but i'd say self-love to me is confronting self-sabotage because it's like it's that, that saying like you're you're your own worst enemy um and it, it's so easy to uh to to live in that uh to live in that mindset so yeah i'd say confronting self-sabotage because even recognizing self-sabotage can be really hard sometimes if you could describe love as a color what would it be and why okay this isn't fair of uh, red i guess red rose pink um maybe that's just really good marketing <laughs> but uh yeah that's that's what i would do what's the most beautiful thing about love in your opinion well it, it's really like the only thing i i think human beings are capable of perceiving that absolutely demolishes any sort of um preconceived notions we might love has an ability to basically 
repair, I'd say almost anything. Um, and I, I think that's extremely beautiful and not just romantic love, obviously, but, uh, yeah. What's the most painful thing about love in your opinion? Oh God. Um, that's, I, I think that Queen Elizabeth quote is so great. Um, grief is the price we pay for love. Yeah. It, that is the most painful thing about love because of how powerful love is. Grief is the other side of that coin. Um, when love is taken away, when, you know, when people die, when, when we get broken up with whatever, that's that's just crushing, um, and it is it is it is painful. What is your opinion on the term "falling in love"? Hello, hello. This is Blue. So, what does self-love look like to you? Um, I used to think that self-love looked like, you know, face masks and a massage, like physically doing things that took care of yourself and showed you love. And I think it still can be those things, but it's so much more than that. And it's bigger than that. And like self-love is recognizing the painful parts of yourself and giving them light and care. It's hard to recognize that maybe we haven't been loving ourselves as much as we should. Um, you know, but, but it's harder to figure out why and how to fix that. And it's, that's something that's been my big focus lately, you know, looking at the things I've always told myself were wrong or unlovable and really challenging that thinking. I think self-love is really a really hard um, process, but it is a process um, and it's completely worthwhile. What love language do you receive love and what love language do you give love? So I receive love with words of affirmation and quality time. And the quality time thing is funny because I, you know, I want to hang out, but then sometimes I want to be alone. And I feel like understanding and respecting that element of quality time is a big part of it. Um, and my partner, um, his love language is touch and that is not one of mine. So that one can be a little more difficult and requires a bit more communication um, to know, you know, when, when do I want to also be touched? You know, when do we, I want to snuggle? And when have I had enough and need to give myself some space? Hi, my name is Tyler. When have you found love without looking for it? So a little bit of background on me. I've never been in a relationship never been in love I don't think I've certainly come close um and sometimes I say that I have but I've never been in something solidified enough to experience it for a, a long time I've definitely had very intense connections with people that have spanned years and months and definitely long enough to have had a serious thing but nothing solidified nothing partnered and so as I've been single for my entire life, pretty much, um, I have heard this piece of advice, whether I've asked for it or not, which is that you will find love when you least expect it or when you're not looking for it. And to me, that advice is so passive and it's just so not compatible with my personality. I'm so someone that doesn't like to wait for opportunities. I like to make my own opportunities and I understand that you can't force a connection, but I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely someone that doesn't agree with that statement. Um, and I do believe that you have to be in a mindset of being proactive about your love life to put yourself in the best situation, uh, to have the highest probability to potentially find a connection. Anyway, I'll start there. So I actually think that that saying when people say that it can be very unhelpful and it can feel like you're being condescended to um yeah so I will say that I have had an aversion to that for my whole time dating in my young life and actually the person that I probably fell in love with the most of the people I've seen or dated over the years is someone that I met when I was literally I wasn't not looking, I was mad and I was upset about it. And, uh, I remember it was a date that I was not excited to go on. 
I was like, this is my final straw. Like, I hate this. And I was more angry at, I wasn't angry at my luck in the world. I was, I was more angry at myself and the roadblocks that I seemed to keep hitting um, before I found someone that I actually liked or that I felt like there was a connection with. It was more my problem than it was, like, my luck. Um, and so I was like, this is the last straw. This is the last date I'm going to go on. I hate this so much. And I went and I was 30 minutes late and I didn't wear any makeup and I was in a horrible mood. And I was like, surely he's not even going to be there. Like, what if he thinks I stood him up? He probably does. And he did, but he was there. He's waiting for me. And he was like, listen, I was just going to get a drink if you weren't going to make it. Like, it's fine. I I can adapt. It would have sucked, but I could have figured it out. And that immediately drew me to him. And I ended up seeing him for a year. And I think I did very much. I mean, he just really um, proved to me that I could have a connection with someone that's like that deep. Um, Even if I wasn't sure if I wanted a relationship per se. Um, And actually, he asked me on the first date, he was like, what are you looking for? And I said, well, I'm not really looking for anything. But when I'm in a relationship, I'll know I'm in a relationship because I won't realize it. And it'll just have happened. Because I don't have any context for being in a relationship. And so that's just the truth is that I feel like I can't. Maybe that's what people mean by the whole idea of you can't go around looking for anything because you know, relationships form very organically if they're right. Um, But I do think that I was actively dating when I met this person and I was putting myself in a position to have great success. Unfortunately, I wasn't having great success until I met him. But I feel like it always takes, you know, people are so weird inherently. They're just so fucking weird. And so... It does take a lot of tries, especially for some with high standards like me. Um, it takes a lot of tries to put yourself in the right position at the right time with the right person. And I think that you have to kind of be in a mindset of, of you have to be adaptable and flexible to be able to find someone that you have the potential to fall in love with, if that makes sense. Hi, my name is Lila. Something that fills me with love is my cats, animals in general, but specifically my two cats, Rick and Morty, are the best thing that's ever happened to me. They are my children. And every time I look at them, I want to cry because of how much I love them. And honestly, food. Food fills me with love. I think that is my love language is comfort food, good food, sharing a meal with somebody, just Everything about food is the best thing. And also when I see people really listening to one another, like if I'm out at a restaurant, I see people really looking at one another, talking and actually like connecting with one another, especially with eye contact. I think that's something that fills me with love. So, and Reese's Cups, always. So for Valentine's Day this year... It will be my first time being single since probably, I don't know, eight years ago? Valentine's Day 2014, maybe? Which is crazy. So it's going to be a little different this year. And because of that, I'm going to make sure that I have a great Valentine's Day, okay? I'm going to go to this place called Level 99 with some friends. It's like um, almost like a massive escape the room situation and we're going to have fun. We're going to escape the room. We're going to have a few drinks. We're going to get some chicken tenders, you know, and then I'll probably come home and watch Love Island because there's nothing that boosts my mood like watching crappy reality television. So that's going to be this Valentine's Day, and it's going to be definitely different and a little sad, but I'm excited, and I think it's going to be a great day otherwise. It's Bella. Do I think love is overrated? I think it would be miserable if I were to say that love is overrated. Um, If you just talk about love, like, in general, you know, love towards your family or your friends. Um, But I think romantic kind of love and the way that society 
puts pressure on men and women to um, be in a relationship, I think is overrated. Um, you know, just looking at like movies and just the kind of default that you have to, you'll only be happy kind of when you fall in love, um, I think is really overrated. And I think we need to encourage people to find love within themselves um, and be happy with themselves. And finding a partner is just a plus side of that, but you don't need a partner to um, make you happy. Um, so in that way, I think love is overrated that kind of all that pressure is placed on, on falling in love as being like the pinnacle of happiness. Um, if I celebrate Valentine's Day, what am I going to do? Um, so this is going to be, this Valentine's Day is going to be no different than any other Valentine's Day and is going to be uh, no different than any other day. I don't celebrate Valentine's Day because... I've never had a reason to. Valentine's Day doesn't really mean anything to me because love is something that you should celebrate every day. And I hate how commercialised Valentine's Day has been and you see everything kind of, especially as a single person, to see all this like kind of marketing materials everywhere about what you're going to do for Valentine's Day and sending roses and it just, it's, I don't want to say depressing, but it's it's not nice because again kind of goes back to the other question I answered um you know the the kind of emphasis the societal emphasis on like being in a relationship being the kind of pinnacle of your um happiness is just not true if you're happy you shouldn't need to prove it um so yeah I look forward to not looking at Instagram on Valentine's Day I just opened my email and saw multiple emails from random things I'm subscribed to and the subject lines are just very funny. We've got Valentine's countdown is on, in the name of love, what are your Valentine's plans? It just reminds me constantly of the fact that I'm single and I and I hate that because that's not the way I should be made to feel. Can we rebrand Valentine's Day please um, and make it about um, your friends and family because Honestly, I think that is so much more important because having stable friendships um, is really what keeps you going through thick and thin. And, you know, being in a relationship with someone um, can be wonderful, but, you know, having stable friendships is really so important. And I've seen people who, you know, lose touch with their friends as soon as they get in relationships, and that's just not healthy. And,. Um, I wish people, yeah, appreciated that more. So if anyone wants to rebrand Valentine's Day, um, I'd be so up for that. <laughs> Do I think that you can be in love with more than one person? Definitely. I think it's very normal um, to be in love with more than one person. To say that we as humans are only meant to have one, um, you know, partner, I think is, is a pretty limited view. So, yeah, I think you know, we've, we've developed as a society, and I think people are definitely more open to this than they were, um, but, yeah, I definitely think this is, this is, this is possible, um, when have you found love without looking for it? I recently, um, got a really bad injury, and I had to move back to my childhood home to get surgery, and, I was going to be home for, it was this weird six month period of my life where I was supposed to be doing a million other things. Um, and the universe literally canceled all of them. I had a flight booked. It got canceled because of COVID. Um, and I had another flight booked and then five days before I was supposed to leave to go backpacking literally around South America, my, I completely destroyed my knee and needed surgery and then in August, I knew that I was leaving to move abroad and go to grad school. And all of my friends from my childhood home had left except for one who I hadn't spoken to in a really long time. And we started spending a lot of time together and we realized that there was something more than friendship. And we fell really, really in love, like crazy, awesome, exciting and uh, I was at a point in my life when it totally wasn't something I was looking for and it ended up being this really 
life-changing experience. Um, and I learned a lot and I grew a lot, but it just kind of came out of nowhere. Have you ever been in love? Oh boy, have I been in love. I feel really fortunate um, to have been in love four times now, which is just crazy because I'm not very old. And every time is different and every time is amazing uh, and also really, really hard. (laughs) Do you think love is overrated? 100% love is not overrated. I think that love is one of the most beautiful things that we are given as human beings. Life is really hard. The world is really difficult. It's really beautiful, but it's also really, really challenging. And I firmly believe that amongst everything else, the thing that makes all of that difficulty worth it is love. And it doesn't necessarily have to be romantic love. It can be family love. It can be friend love. It's just the feeling of being able to give yourself to someone else and have them give you their self in return. Do you celebrate Valentine's Day? What do you do? Okay, um, I don't celebrate Valentine's Day literally at all. I think it's a stupid Hallmark holiday. I don't think that you should have a specific day every year where you show people in your life that you love them. I think you should do that every day as much as you can. Um, I think Valentine's Day is dumb. And I also think it's dumb because there's so much pressure around it. And if you're in a relationship and you don't do anything on Valentine's Day, like society tells you that there's something wrong with you. And I think that is really, really stupid. What songs best describe love? Um, So this is a really out of the blue one, but there's this country artist, um, Tom T. Hall, and he writes this song called That's Why I Went to Memphis. Um, And it just does a really good job of describing love. And I also, this is also really cheesy, but I think that John Mayer's Your Body is a Wonderland is also a really, really amazing song to describe love. Um, Yeah, there are a lot of really good love songs out there, but those are two of my favorites. What does self-love look like? Self-love looks like being kind to yourself. It looks like doing things that make you happy, whether that's cooking yourself an amazing meal or going for a walk outside, or letting yourself sleep in a little bit later. Um, Self-love is also believing in yourself and doing things that fill you up and making you feel productive and spending time with people that you love. I think that's also self-love. If love were a color. If love were a color... I think that it would be green and maybe I'm biased because that's my favorite color but green is just so calm and so relaxing and I think that actual love should make you feel that way. I think that we are lied to about the butterfly phenomenon. I think that love should be the thing that puts the air back in your lungs and reminds you how to breathe again. I don't think it should be the thing that makes you forget how to do that. The most beautiful thing about love, mm, so there are two things. So the most beautiful thing about love in general is that it reflects back the things that are best about you and it reflects back the reasons that you have connections with others. And I think that that's just love in general. If you're talking about romantic love in particularly, it's the most beautiful thing about it is that it is someone fully and completely accepting everything about who you are and building you up and making you fuller than you could be on your own. I think it's really important to be fully formed before you fall in love and to be fully confident on your own before you fall in love but when you find someone to really really love you they just completely fill you up and make you a better version of yourself than you thought was even possible and I think that that's really beautiful so without a doubt the most painful thing about love is that you are actively willingly and on purpose giving someone the exact tools to 
destroy you, but trusting them that they won't. Um, and that's really hard to do, and it is really painful, and it's also even more painful because sometimes even when you do trust someone and you're in love with them, they can still use those tools um, against you, and that's super painful. <laughs> I receive love through, and I can tell that someone's most expressing it to me, through quality time and acts of service. There really and truly is nothing kinder to me than when like you have someone over for dinner and they immediately get up to start doing the dishes without you asking or when someone knows you're having a really hard day and they get you a coffee from your favorite coffee shop um or like I don't know someone cleans your car or makes your bed just little things like that um and then anytime anyone gives you their time because nobody has time for anything so when someone's giving you that I think that that is a really articulate way to show that you care and that's also how I give love um when I really care about someone, I also give love with um, gifts, I guess. Like I write a lot of people notes um, and I like to, when I financially can, I like to buy my friends and the people I love dinner or a coffee or a tea and I like to make food for people. I love to make food for people um, and I give people my time. When I'm in a romantic relationship my biggest way of receiving actually is physical touch. And that's also a really big way that I give love in a romantic relationship because other than that, I'm really not a touchy person. I like the term falling in love. I think that when, I think with anyone, romantic or not, I think you just fall into it and then you just wake up your one day and you're like, oh my goodness, I love this person. I've had my heart broken twice, both really hard, both very different. Um, and I feel like with most cases of heartbreak, it's a slow build. Things get in the way. And even if you and your partner are communicating and talking about it, um, it's usually a whole buildup of things. And then there's one thing that sets it over the edge. It could be something someone said, something someone did. Um, but for me personally, it's always a moment that I knew it was over and it's really really hard yeah okay I love this question because I've been in love four times the first time I didn't know I was in love until the second time um the first time I just denied how I was feeling denied how I was feeling because I didn't know what to expect and then the second time I fell in love and I knew that I was because the second time the person reciprocated it just made me realize um, how I'd felt the first time. Um, and love is feels different when it's reciprocated. It fears, feels more full. It feels less scary when someone gives it back to you. And the first time I was in love, I was or the first real time I was in love. So I guess the second time. It was really lovely. It was my first relationship and it was absolutely wonderful. And they treated me so kindly and I learned a lot and grew a lot. And yeah, it was just really good. And then the second time I was in love, uh, I was a little bit older and had more experience and it was just this whole body spiritual experience. And I've never in my life felt that way about another human being. And yeah, it was just, it was just the best. It was some of the happiest times in my life. Um, and then the last time I fell in love, it felt really overwhelming and like all consuming um, in a totally different way and just felt really, really intense. I've never had that level of intensity in a relationship before. And I just think that love shows itself in different ways. And it's exciting and scary and different every single time. Question 18. If heartbreak had a color, I think it would be like putrid 
pink, like a really horrible color that's not brown, but not pink, but kind of like puke colored. Um, that's just horrible and chunky if it could, if a color could be, um, because heartbreak, I firmly believe is one of the most difficult things in the human experience. Question 19. So small things that fill me with love. Um, when a stranger buys someone else coffee, when people hold the door for one another, when actually I have a particular story about a small thing um, that fills me with love. I recently moved to a new city and every Sunday there is dancing along the river um, and it's there's polka sometimes, sometimes it's uh, salsa or bachata and a lot of times it's swing dancing um, and I was going for a walk along the river and there was this old couple, they were the only ones dancing um, and they were just doing this really slow but really graceful dance along the river just by themselves and it was just the most beautiful thing I've seen and um, I'd like to have something like that someday. So not to be biblical about it but uh, to be biblical about it (laughs) my favorite quote about love is actually 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. And it keeps no record of wrongs. And I know that that's really tacky and it's read at literally every wedding. But I just think that that's true. I think when someone truly loves you, it's all of those things. It's not envious. It's not proud. It's patient, especially. And it's kind. Being in love is one of the best feelings on the planet. And I think it is one of the things that makes this crazy thing all worth it. Uh, My name is Eliza, and I can't wait to answer a few questions for you on love. Have you ever been in love? If so, describe the moment when you knew that's what it was. So I met my partner 11 years ago at a boy's party who I used to date, and we were 16 and I had been in like small relationships with other boys from like the age of like 14 I suppose and always kind of like fell probably not in love with other people from that age but at least thought I was falling in love with them and definitely kind of developed low-key obsessions with certain boys. I went to an all-girls school and I probably didn't have enough contact with boys from a young age, so therefore they were a bit of an enigma to me. Um, So when I met this this person, um, who I will call Ben, um, I met him at my ex's birthday party. I knew of him from like his school. I had met his friends, but I'd never met him and his reputation kind of preceded him. he was hilarious and basically came over and asked me if he could sit on my lap and I just said to him do you know who I am and he said yeah you're Eliza and I was like oh my god he knows who I am and obviously that was very validating um fast forward probably I don't know probably a year of ups and downs we dated um yeah we dated we used to meet during our lunch breaks I was at the girls' school, he was at the boys' school, and we used to have coffees together, and, like, it was always pretty, like, low-key, but I really liked him. Um, I'd say that when I knew that I loved him, um, it was probably when we were finishing at school, and, you know, we were all going to go our separate ways, going to university. He got a place at Oxford. Um, and I got a place at King's in London and basically, um, you know, we knew we were going to different cities, we're going to be meeting different people and I found that really, really difficult. Um, and I think that going our separate ways was really hard, but also it meant that we knew that we really liked each other, we wanted to stay together. He would call me randomly from 
his halls like during his first term of uni and he'd tell me about girls who might have like said things to him about you know are you single or whatever I always trusted that he would never do anything and I just always said to him you know if you fancy somebody else then it's absolutely fine um obviously it's not fine but I understand if you do because we were so young when we met um just let me know and we'll work through it you know if we need to reconsider what this relationship is then we'll do that um and we had discussions a few times around that and yeah fast forward 11 years later um I know that we have our ups and downs and we've definitely had our downs in our time together we've lived apart we've lived together we now live together in a lovely flat and I think during lockdown when I really knew that I really loved him um it was probably just knowing that when we lived together just the two of us in our flat coming home from the supermarket or he would come home from work um he was a doctor so he was always obviously in the hospital and I was working from home it's just like that feeling of coming home and feeling comfortable with somebody and it's not always you know starstruck lovers like it's not always something really dramatic where you want to rip each other's clothes off and whatever like it's just the subtle feeling of knowing that there are ups and downs in your relationship but there are more ups than downs and you know that those ups will always like be present throughout your whole relationship throughout your whole life together and I think that honestly it's probably only been in the last couple of years even though I've been together for a really long time that I've just known that we're going to be together maybe not forever I mean I hope it's forever but I just know that I want to be with him for a really long time and I love him and he loves me and we really care for each other because we've grown up together um so there's my long-winded response to that question um what is the most beautiful thing about love in your opinion um I think love comes in many forms and I know that there are questions here around the love you feel for your friends um self-love and you know I'd also say your love for your family is obviously a huge that's a huge part of my life personally um I'd say the most beautiful thing about love is letting your guard down completely and being completely comfortable in your own skin while you're around others you know it could be your other half it could be your best friends since you were little it could be your cousin it could be your mum it could be anyone um you know that you feel so comfortable and so like you know let go from any feeling of like being self-conscious or anything like that um I know that I've always struggled with you know worrying about what other people think of me and that's probably something I struggled with when I was in my teens and maybe my early 20s I was like getting to know who I was and who I wanted to be around and be with um but the most beautiful thing I think I've read something recently online is you know when you're with your best friends um you might just spend the afternoon together or the evening together and or you might be on the phone with them you basically just sign off by saying love you and you know not caring if anyone else hears what you say like you're just like I love you like see you later see you soon um that's something that I've realized I only do with a very select few uh, of my friends and they are you know my friends who I've known since I was 10 years old um friends that I've known since I was three years old um but also you know friends who I've met in my later years as well I'm only 28 but um I think the most beautiful thing about love is just letting your guard down and being able to listen um being able to give tough advice and being able to say love you when it counts Okay, and my final question is, what is a small thing that fills you with love? I've got a couple of things that recently have really, like, resonated. So I heard this story, I was listening to a podcast today about, um, it's about getting married. It's a popular podcast, you might have listened to it yourself. Um, But there was a story that somebody wrote in, and their grandmother had lost her wedding ring, and um, 
basically the grandfather who was her husband basically melted down his wedding ring and made it into two wedding rings and said now you can't feel sad because you've still got a wedding ring from our wedding day and I thought that was one of the most beautiful things ever um and the other thing which is a little bit less <laughs> romantic is looking at a dog in the street and smiling at it and it looking at you and knowing that you're smiling at it and it's something that I've I've perfected every time I see a dog in the street if it's like standing outside a shop and I smile at it or I look at it in a certain way they just light up and it is one of the most amazing feelings on the planet you can call me Russell I am Russell do you think love is overrated no no I don't think it's overrated um absolutely not describe what loving somebody feels like um, I've always said it feels like home it feels familiar um, what song do you think best describes love uh, it changes but um, but right now uh, wildflowers and wine by Marcus King what does self-love look like to you um, uh, knowing what you need and then uh, making those needs a, a priority, um, advocating for yourself and, um, and going after what you need. If you could describe love as a color, what would it be and why? Um, like a deep navy blue. That's always felt uh, warm to me, even though blue, I guess, is a, is a cool color. But yeah, that's it's, it's always felt warm to me. Um, how do your friends show you love? Um, just by you know, remembering the things that um, that you're passionate about, and remembering anything uh, you know about remembering you and knowing you, and, and asking about the things that you're doing, and, and checking in on you. So I guess in, in a big sense, in a, you know, one word, communicating, um, remembering and, and communicating, checking in on you. Um, a small thing that fills you with love um like keys to to a house like like keys to like your home like that kind of that object of holding those keys um is a small thing that fills me with love hi i'm holland and i'm sophia and today we're gonna ask each other valentine's day questions and i am gonna start by asking sophia questions ready ready for this ready let's do this okay if you could describe love as a color, what would it be and why? Hmm. Good question. I would say that, I don't know, my first color that comes to mind would be yellow, which I feel like is so random. I don't know, ran like, like, like yellow. Yeah, like, like I feel warm. It makes me feel warm, the color yellow. It's very like, I don't know, it's not like an every, it's an everyday color for sure, but... I don't know. I think yellow, it makes you feel warm. It makes you feel welcome. I'm sticking with yellow. I like welcome. That was nice. Thank you. Yeah. You feel welcome. Yeah, I do feel welcomed. All right, you ready for your second I'm question? I'm ready, yes. What is the most beautiful thing about love, in your opinion? The most beautiful thing about love. Thanks for that question, Holly. At the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say the most beautiful thing is the connection that we have. Like oh, I can by the be, way, we are totally married. We are married, yes. But I would say, like, I can be my truest self with you, like, all the time. Like, I can be my crazy, like, psychotic self, like, in its truest form, all the time you know what i mean yeah. yeah oh do i know what you mean yeah i do know what you mean i know i could just like i could just be she's not kidding she's sophia crazy. all the time like i can just be my truest self whenever i please and i know that you won't judge me for it and i think that's great that's true yeah hmm. right on dude right on, all right holland ready for these questions Oops. follow up boom follow up. <laughs> <laughs> okay if you celebrate valentine's day what do you do? Will will this Valentine's Day be any different? Question mark. If so, how come? Mm. Mm. Um, I think Valentine's Day is 
very not based off of your relationship and more based off of your financial situation. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's that's not a bad way, but no, like, like I don't think that I think in the movies Valentine's Day is meant to be like I buy them chocolates and flowers and presents and take them out to dinner and do all this stuff but i mean this valentine's day me and sophia are literally getting food and watching a movie chinese food chinese food specifically yes and we're watching a movie so i think it's super interesting that people like it's not about how much i love my significant other it's about like we just genuinely like that's what we have to give each other right now is we are going to go get Chinese food and chill the whole <laughs> night and do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that sounds so great to me. It is different than other Valentine's Days because I've never been married before on a Valentine's Day. So that's this is our first yeah, this, married Valentine's yeah. Day. So that's your answer right there. Look at us. That's why it's different. Great answer. Holland. And that's a big difference, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> All right, question number two. What love language do you receive love? What love language do you give love? Uh, I receive love, or I like to receive love, and words of affirmation. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Oh, my God. I like to be reminded that I'm, like, the best person in their life, which is honestly sounds <laughs> toxic I when say, I say it If I don't say, like, loud. I love you, like, multiple <laughs> times throughout the day, you're like, does she even like me? Yeah. Did I make the right decision? Damn, you're making me sound toxic as fuck. No, I am not. No, I'm not. Maybe you are. Ah. Jesus. Wait, there was a follow-up. There was, like, a second question in that question. It's my question. What love language do you (laughs) give love? I give love in presents. I don't know what... What is that? You do. You love to gift. Gifts. Gifts? Yeah. Words of gifts formation? What? (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah, gifts. I give gifts. I like to give gifts. If I do something wrong, I give a gift. If I do something good, I give a gift. You if do I do something wrong. interesting, I give a Is gift. Is that why I'm always given? Shut up. <laughs> you You're making things. me sound like the most toxic person <laughs> on this planet. I'm not. Oh my god. Oh my god, that's funny. <laughs>